Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. FHA versus conventional loans in 2022. So did you know that every year the conventional and FHA loan amounts potentially change? So we are currently in record setting values across the country. So both FHA and conventional raised their maximum loan amounts for both of those types of loans. Now, these are not the only loans out there, but the majority of lenders follow these guidelines for both of these loans, okay? Now, there are other loans. There's VA loans, USDA loans, there's jumbo loans, and we'll talk about that very briefly. So let's say you're buying a home and you're going to be getting an FHA or a conventional loan. I'm here to just talk about some of the basic differences between the two, just to give you some working vocabulary on things to talk about your local lender with. So FHA stands for Federal Housing Administration. That is the loan that is subsidized and governed by the government. Now, you will never pay your payment to the government. You'll pay your loan to a mortgage lender. But the guidelines and the security of the loan behind the scenes is the good old USA federal government. And it's restricted by the Housing, Urban, and Development. And they're the ones that make the rules for the FHA loans. So the current loan amount in 2022 maximum for FHA loans is $420,680. There are parts of the country, usually on the coast, that have higher limits. So if you're in pretty much the center of the country, this probably applies to you, this maximum. But you can just go to the FHA website, look for max loan amounts, and you can pretty easily find it on the search on the internet. So for the majority of the country, 420,680,000. Now, here's a couple of other basic differences on an FHA loan and why this may be a good loan for you. The first thing is that a down payment on an FHA loan, whether or not it doesn't matter if you're a first-time homebuyer, you can be an anytime homebuyer, is only 3.5%. That is extremely low and lets borrowers get into a loan with a very minimal down payment. Putting down more money might be necessary in order to meet that maximum loan amount. So for different reasons, people put more money down. You need to be aware that the mortgage insurance premium or MIP, as it's called, is on an FHA loan for the majority of the loan. Now, depending on the number of years of the loan, whether it's 30 or 15, and depending on your down payment, there are some instances where later in down the line, usually 11 to 12 years from now, you might be able to waive the mortgage insurance that's monthly, 
But for the most part, the low down payments, less than 10% on a 30-year loan, you have to pay the mortgage insurance premium and the monthly mortgage for the duration that you're in the loans. That's very important to know about FHA loans. Now, another great thing about FHA loans is they have super flexible underwriting guidelines. The credit score for FHA can go down to 600. There's some companies that go down to 580. They're few and far in between, but they are out there. But 600 is the mainstream. Most of the lenders follow 600. Now, why this is important for you is that we understand that things happen. We understand, I mean, the the credit score, the guidelines understand that things happen. So FHA is more lenient on things like foreclosure, bankruptcy, and the time period that has to pass between those events. So foreclosure is usually three years. Bankruptcy is two, sometimes less. Talk to your local lender about that if that applies to you. But for those reasons, many people, FHA is the only option for them. Another final detail that I'll mention about an FHA loan is that FHA will allow up to a 55% debt to income ratio in most cases, as long as all the other, a lot of other things are met. So 55% debt to income ratio is a huge jump from conventional loans, which we'll get to next. But that means that for every dollar that you make, 55% can go towards debt, like housing payment, car payments, student loan payments, et cetera, et cetera. So these are just the few important details about an FHA loan to talk to your local lender about whether this is the product for you. Now we're going to go into a conventional loan. So conventional loans are governed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They're the entities that make the rules for these loans. Now, again, similar to FHA, you will never make your payment to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. It's the lenders, the mortgage lenders that service these loans that are guaranteed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But they make the rules, so we've got to mention them. The maximum loan amount is $647,200. That means that any loan amount under this amount is going to conform to the guidelines that I'm going to talk about. If you're over that amount in your loan, you're considered a jumbo or a non-conforming loan. And those rules are different and not the scope. So conforming loans usually favor people with a higher credit score. Unlike FHA loans, where the interest rate is very similar, no matter what credit score you have, Conventional loans are very much dictated and driven by the credit score of the consumer. So one thing to be aware of, and again, this is in 2022 when we're making this, when you're putting less than 20% down, conventional loans will favor you if your credit score is usually above 700. So that's a credit score to aim for is above 700 for a conventional loan. Now, if you're putting 20% down or more, you can go down to 620. So that's something that's worth to note. Now, the big difference between FHA and conventional is right here. So PMI, private mortgage insurance, is required when less than 20% is put as a down payment. This amount can be waived later on through either extra payments, getting you below 80% loan to value, or appreciation in your property. After two years, you're able to request from the lender if 
appreciation and pay down combo has you below the 80%, be sure to watch my video on waiving PMI in a conventional loan where it goes in detail about how you can do that. And we'll put that actually here in the comments, uh, that particular video, you can watch it later. So PMI is a big thing, whereas on FHA, PMI is for the duration of the loan. On conventional, it's not forever. It can be waived later on if you meet certain criteria. Another important thing to mention about conventional, you can put 3% down if you're a first-time buyer. That means if you have not owned a property or been entitled to a property in the last three years, you're considered a first-time buyer. Now, 5% down is the minimum for everybody else. So let's say you have owned a property in the last three years, you do need to put a minimum of 5% down, of course, as long as you qualify for the payment. So FHA versus conventional loans, this summarized the difference between the two. Definitely talk to your local lender about what's best for you. If you're in Texas, please call me. Watch my other videos. Got over 300 on YouTube to help you as you're buying your home. Share with a friend. Comment below. Let me hear your questions. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon.